Hello Christian singles, welcome to Single Plus. If you all are looking for godly community for a place where you can meet like-minded men and women who are pursuing God's kingdom, their callings, and I encourage you to join the Christian Singles Community Hub. You can uh, check it out. I'll include the link in the description for this episode. You'll never be the same. And honestly, it's one of the best decisions that I have made that has put me in the space where I get to meet like-minded Like I said, men and women who are on this journey with you to pursue Christ and his righteousness. So check us out. We would love to have you. And let's get into today's episode. everyone welcome to another episode my name is daria white of single plus and the title probably brought you in five texts to get him to fall in love with you Um, but this is not what you think i am not about to tell you what to do what to say how to say it when to say it here's the time frame honestly y'all i really think that we have overcomplicated dating and i'll be the first to admit that sometimes even i can overcomplicate and overthink things when it really just boils down to communication, being yourself and knowing yourself well enough to where, okay, these are my standards. This is what I'm looking for. And if this person is what I'm looking for, okay, I can explore. I can see if this person is a right fit. Of course, ask God for discernment, but all this stuff, you know, five texts to give him to fall in love with you, five steps to make him notice you, you know, 10 steps to get to see if they're the one. That's a lot. And I'm not, talking about anyone specifically that does videos like this or they write books like this i just saw this pop up on my youtube feed and that was the title um, of the video five texts to get him to fall in love with you and what really went through my mind was and i wrote this down you shouldn't have to follow a script to get a man or a woman to love you you should be who god has called you to be and a man or woman or a woman pursuing Jesus will see that and they will notice your light. This is not about playing games to make them love you. It's about you showing the love of Jesus in your life. And that's really what it all boils down to. It's not about you trying to change who you are, change your personality. Well, maybe if I act like this, maybe if I say it like this or and, and again, I'm not saying that you can't get godly counsel from people because sometimes we do need to ask, you know, those that have gone before us like, hey, you know, how did this work for you? Or, hey, can you share with me your experience here? Or, hey, you know, I'm trying to navigate dating again and I'm not quite sure. That's different. Okay. That's completely different. But if you're trying to, to, again, follow a formula, this step-by-step process on how to get this person to notice you, how to get them to like you, how to get them to fall in love with you. No, that's just manipulation. It really is manipulation. And if that's your heart posture, then I don't believe that God is going to bless that. So we need to once again, take a look within, take inventory and say, okay, God, do I want this person to notice me for me? Or am I doing this out of desperation? Am I doing this because I'm trying to see what's the formula? How can I make this happen? Because I'm tired of being by myself and I'm tired of being alone. Valentine's Day is coming up and I don't want to be by myself. And I'm tired of this. I'm tired of that. I get it, y'all. We've been conferenced out. (laughs) We feel like if I read one more book about how to wait on God, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I hear you all the way. I hear you. 
But again, if this is rooted in desperation, if this is rooted in manipulation, then it's not going to work. And I am on the side of us taking back kingdom relationships. I am. That is something that God has put on my heart to really pray for. It's like, God, restore this area of relationships. Restore this area to where husbands are loving their wives as Christ loved the church. And I posted a quote on my single pluses Instagram, how marriage, a husband and his wife, a husband loving his wife is supposed to be the picture of the gospel. And isn't it interesting how we gush, (laughs) whether we want to admit it or not, we love it when we see like, wow, this husband, he's doing this for his wife or wow, you know, the wife is supporting her husband here. We love to see that. We love to, even though there may be a little bit of envy there, like, oh, it's not me, but we still love to see that because it was supposed to paint a picture between Jesus Christ and the church, how Jesus gave himself willingly on the cross, how he went out of his way to save his bride. I even read another quote that said, picture Jesus on the cross. He's been beaten to a bloody pulp. He's bleeding. His hands have been nailed. His feet have been nailed. The crown of thorns has been pressed into his brow. But then he turns and looks at you and says, you're worth it. Y'all, that hit me so hard because that's what Jesus does for us. He willingly gave himself and he's the only one that can show us how to love from a place of sacrifice, how to love from a place of selflessness, not selfishness, but selflessness where we're regarding our spouse over ourselves. And we're saying, how can I bless you today? Or how can I make things easier for you today? Or how can I help you out here? It's an act of service. It truly is. So it's not about trying to get this person to like you. It's about, Lord, how can I be of service to this person? How can I show them the love of Christ that you've put in me? How can I live out my faith in such a way, Father, that they see you in me? Is the person drawn to the Jesus that's in you? That's who they should be drawn to. Yes, your personality is a bonus. Yes, you know, maybe your quirks that they're attracted to. Y'all can laugh together. Yes, have fun together. I'm not saying that all you guys have to do is talk about Jesus 24 seven and y'all pray in tongues every single day and you guys don't do anything outside of that. I I get that this is a relationship, okay? You do wanna get to know this person, get to know their family background, their favorite foods, favorite movies. Yes, get to know this person so you have a well-rounded relationship relationship but what should draw them to you is Jesus because you're living out Christ in such a way and because they're living a godly life in such a way now they're like wow like there's something about them that I want to get to know like wow like I love seeing God through your eyes or wow I love hearing you talk about the scriptures and I love how God is doing stuff in you and he's using you and he's you know working you and your calling and I, I just want to get to know you better I, I, I want to get to know how you grew up I want to get to know your personality I want to spend time with you what makes you laugh you know what are your favorite things but the drawing point should be Jesus not like hey I texted this and he replied within two seconds and if that happens then fine he replied fast okay but this is not about you trying to manipulate the situation this is not about you trying to change things up to run game on somebody just to get them to like you because it really is a reflection of how you see yourself and I was listening to a sermon I believe it was with Pastor Jerry Flowers and his wife, and she was just talking to the women in the segment of the sermon, basically like, ladies, if you're manipulating, if you're trying to twist things around, you know, to play games with him, 
it really just shows how insecure you are. And we don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear the truth about how insecure we can really be, whether you're a man or a woman listening, because men go through the insecurities too. Am I enough? Will she like me for me? Is she going to friend zone me? Ladies, we feel that, you know, is he going to like me for me? Or am I pretty enough? Am Am I this enough? Am I smart enough? Whatever. But if we're, again, working from that place, then we got to go back to the drawing board and say, God, help me to heal from this insecurity first before I bring anybody into my life. Because I don't want to be in a relationship out of insecurity. I don't want to be in a relationship out of desperation. And I definitely don't want to be in a relationship because I'm thinking this is my last chance. I got to make this work. No. I don't want to come from that place. I want to come from a place of God. I'm in a healthy place. You're using me in my calling. Do I still mess up? Yes. Will I still make mistakes? Yes. Do I still have insecurities I have to deal with? Yes. But I am in the presence of God to where he's working on me. I'm in the presence of God and I'm in his word to where I know what needs to be worked on and he's showing me and I'm taking one day at a time and I'm growing and I'm stepping out of my comfort zone and I'm and I'm doing things differently and I'm surrendering things to him when I have those moments when I have those trigger moments I have to tell myself Ella like okay Lord I had a moment but I still trust you okay Lord that 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 rubbed me the wrong way but I'm going to refocus I'm going to keep my focus on you like okay Lord that person misunderstood me here okay Lord that person reject me here or okay Lord that didn't work out the way I thought it would but father help me to stay focused help me to stay in your word help me to believe what you say about me their rejection of me is not a reflection of me it just means that we weren't a right fit it's got nothing to do with me it doesn't mean that nothing's wrong with me it doesn't mean that I lack it anything that just means that me and this person were not a right fit and that's okay God because you know who is a right fit for me you know who is going to compliment me you know who is going to help me in purpose and we're going to walk this thing out together and you get the glory out of it that should be your desire Yes, romance is a bonus, but the desire for kingdom marriage is to represent Christ in the church. That should be our goal, to live out the gospel in such a way that people notice and like something's different about that couple. Or wow, like only God could put this couple together because they're just on fire or, you know, they're they're doing awesome and mighty things for him. And I remember going to a baby shower for a friend of mine. They ended up moving But I remember going to the baby shower of her first child with her husband and I was sitting next to some other friends of hers and the friend was saying, you can just tell that God put those two together. And that was such an amazing thing for me to hear because to watch my friend and her husband and just how they compliment each other, how they support each other in ministry, the business that she was in, it was just so beautiful to watch. And for their friends to say the exact same thing, that's what you're looking for. Now, I'm not saying that everybody has to be on your team. I'm not saying that everybody's going to agree with your relationship, but if people in your life who have God in him, who, who have God in them, who see God working in the both of you, they'll be able to witness because spirit bears witness with the spirit. Now, yes, you're going to have haters. Yes, you're going to have those. Well, I don't understand why they're together or I just don't get it. Forget that. Okay. You're looking for godly counsel. Okay. That's why you can't tell everybody. (laughs) Not everybody can handle it. But if you have those core people in your life that love you, that are praying for you in this relationship, they're going to see it. They're going to see it in due time. And they're going to see some blind spots that you guys may have like, hey, like maybe you guys need to slow down here or hey, like maybe you guys need to consider this. Yes, take it with a grain of salt because every couple is different. What may work for one couple is not going to work for another couple. So don't again, don't worry about following a formula. Follow what, you know, the spirit is leading you to do. 
as you guys take the time to pray, as you guys take time to get to know one another, then yes, you will come to the answer that God leads you both to. But I loved listening to that. And that's really how I want that to happen in my life. Like, wow, like God put those two together. Like the anointing is on them. He's using them. You know, lives are being impacted because of their union. Again, yes, romance is a plus. Yes, have fun. Yes, have adventures. Yes, do silly things together. Yes, just, you know, have jokes with one another and laugh at and, and and it's like, yes, you want, again, that well-rounded relationship, but the core of you two should be in Jesus Christ. So again, if you thought that this was me telling you, again, the five steps or the five texts to get this person to fall in love with you, then no, this was not that episode. <laughs> this episode is about you be who God has called you to be. You shine your light. You be who you are, quirks and all. I don't care if someone thought your quirks were weird. I don't care if you thought people, you know, said that you were awkward or you were boring, whatever. God made you the exact way that he made you and he made you at his best. God does not make mistakes. You are not a mistake. How you look is not a mistake. God fashioned you. He took his time with you. He formed you in your mother's womb. He took the time to make sure that you got here safely. So he cares about you. He sees the value in you. And there will be people in your life, whether or not that relationship turns romantically or not, but there will be people in your life that will pour into you who will see the exact same value that God sees. So you don't have to worry about trying to make someone like you. God knows who the, God knows the right people that will be in your life, whether it's for a season or for a lifetime. Don't worry about that. But God knows. So I wanted to share that really quick because that was something that I found to be very interesting when I saw that in my YouTube feed. So again, this is not about a formula. This is about you walking in your purpose. It's about you trusting God through the process and whoever he brings into your life, let his will be done. Yes, do your part. Yes, be open to new possibilities. Be open to new relationships. Be open to maybe something that's out of your comfort zone. That's not in a sense in your quote unquote type, but you never know what God may do. But just be yourself. Be who God has made you to be. That's the best thing that you can do. Honor God, love the way you are, and let his love flow through you to others. So, Lord, thank you for those that are listening right now. And, Father, I pray that we would just get back to your word, that we would stop overcomplicating things, overthinking things, and allowing the enemy to confuse us. He's the author of confusion, but you're not. The enemy spreads lies, but you are a God of truth. Your word never fails. You're not a God. You're not a man that you should lie. So, Father, I pray that we would look to you first before we go to our friends, before we go to YouTube videos, before we go to any type of book, Lord God. Yes, there is godly counsel. Yes, there are teachings out there, Father. There are built with sound doctrine and they're rightly dividing the word of truth. But, Father, our first and foremost goal should be to run to you first, should run to the arms of our Heavenly Father first, to run to the presence of Holy Spirit first before we consult anybody else. Help us to talk to you first. You'll confirm through us other people, Lord God. And there are times, Father, where a word may be spoken, but we have to confirm it with you. We have to confirm it with you. So Father, forgive us from 
living in this space of insecurity, not realizing our worth in you because you've already made us valuable. We're priceless, God. We're precious in your sight. We are your sons. We are your daughters. So Father, I pray that we would stop thinking that we have to do things to get people to like us, that we have to say something a certain way, text something at a certain time. Should I do this? Should I not do that? What about this? How about that? Father, help us just to be ourselves. And if something isn't comfortable, if you're convicting us or you're giving that nudge or showing us a red flag, Father, then help us to get away from it. We don't have to put up with something that's not for us in the first place. Why would we want something, Father, that you didn't ordain? Why would we want something, Father, that's not conducive to us, that's not good for us, Father? Help us to want what you want for us, your will, not our will. And as we seek your kingdom first and your righteousness, Father, I pray that our will will align with yours. That's really the key, Father. When we abide in the vine, then our will will become your will because now we're living with the mindset of, I want to please Jesus. I want to please the Father. I want to be in sync with the Holy Spirit that I don't want to deviate from his plan. Not my will, but yours be done. I may have desires, but God, you come first. I may have these wants, but God, you come first. And whatever it is you say, Father, goes. You have the final word. You have the last say. Father, help me to want what you want. Help us to want what you want. Help us to desire what you desire. May we desire to grow in the fruits of the Spirit in love and joy and peace all the rest of them father help us to desire father to be quick to listen and slow to speak that we would have hearts of compassion that we would be that we would be quick to forgive and slow to get angry father that we'll be quick to listen and slow to speak as well so father i pray we would just focus on you we would focus on you and help us to just enjoy where we are help us to enjoy the process and realize that when the harvest time comes Everything that we've done in the planting season will have been worth it. It's all worth it, Father. Nothing with you is wasted. Nothing, absolutely nothing. And I pray, Father, you will restore the hope in the singles that are feeling discouraged right now, those that are feeling lonely, those that are feeling tired. Like, do I even want to get married if it's going to be like this, if it's so hard to find someone? Father, I pray that you will renew our strength. Your word says that those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And I don't know what everybody here is waiting for. It could be a relationship. It could be for a marriage. It could be for a job, whatever, Father. But I pray that as we're waiting, that we that we would look to you to renew our strength. Yes, it's tiresome. Yes, it may feel like, okay, what am I doing? I'm just tired. But Father, I pray that we would not give up on you because you will never give up on us. I know their father, so many that are walking away from the faith. I don't know why. I wish I knew reasons why someone would, especially if they spent time with you, especially if they've encountered your presence and they still choose to walk away. But Father, those are the last days that we're living in and many are falling away. But Father, I pray that your sons and your daughters, that we would be steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of you, God, that we would not fall away, that we would not give in no matter what the enemy throws. He does not win. He will not win. He has been defeated. He is been defeated because of what Jesus did on the cross. The finished work has already been completed, Lord God. So Father, I pray that you will renew our strength, that we would stand firm as Christians, that we would stand firm in our beliefs, Father, that we would not look to the left or to the right, but that we would set our face like a flint. We would stay focused, Lord, that we would fight to focus in Jesus name. Amen. 
Thank you all so much for listening. And if you haven't picked up your copy of Dear Younger Me, which is the devotional that I've written under Daria B. White, you can go ahead and check that out on Amazon. You can read it on Kindle Unlimited, or you can go ahead and purchase it for only $8.99. But thank you all. Again, if you are looking for godly community, I mentioned the Christian Singles Community Hub. More info is in the description. We would love to have you. You can cancel your subscription at any time, no questions asked, but this is a, a safe space for you to meet uh, men and women who are on this journey with you, seeking God, seeking to pursue their callings and purposes, growing together. So we hope to see you there, but you all have an awesome rest of your day. Stay safe out there, and I will talk to you all on next time. Bye. Bye.